0: Hi there and welcome once again to the Magic Time Podcast. I'm Scott Squires and very pleased to be joined today by the newest member of the Moncton Magic. His name is Gentry Thomas. How are you doing today, Gentry? I'm all right, man. How are you? I am doing well. It's uh, summertime. The temperatures are finally getting up to what we're all been waiting for for the summer. So the sun is shining, at least as we record this. So not too bad. Now, what about yourself? Uh... Are you back home in East Preston? Uh, What are you up to uh, in the early stages of July?
1: Um, I'm back home. I'm just, you know, chilling out, working out. About to get some shots up. Just trying to take in the summertime. Waiting for season.
0: Congratulations on signing your first pro contract with the Moncton Magic. What was that like when you signed that contract, Gentry?
1: It was exciting. Words can't really describe. I'm just happy that I can take this step into being a professional now and and continuing my basketball career.
0: And it was kind of neat. I follow you on Instagram now, and you had a really neat picture that you sent out on Instagram uh, the day you signed your contract. It was you sitting at a table, obviously with the contract in front of you, uh, and your mom and dad uh, behind you at each shoulder. What did that picture mean to you, and and what did it mean to be able to have that moment with, uh, with your folks?
1: It meant a lot because me and my parents have been through a lot. Um, those are my two angels. They've been through hella hot water for me. So I idolized them. I want to be like them when I grow up. I don't know really much to say. It's emotional. It was an emotional picture, emotional time. They couldn't wait for me to sign that contract. They they wanted me to continue doing something that I love to do. So it was it was a good time. Like Yeah, it was a good time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was an incredible picture. I did a podcast with Coach Joe Salerno from The Magic last week, and I made the comment because, you know, we were talking about you, just so you know, but I said you could actually feel the love and the emotion coming through that picture, and sometimes you hear that saying, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I think that one really was, so, uh, you know, congratulations again. So we'll talk a little bit more about the Moncton Magic in just a couple minutes, but I'm going to put you in a time machine gentry, and I'm going to get you to travel back in time with me a little bit now when you were just a young gentry, Thomas, before you were Buckets. Uh okay. <laughs> we'll get to your nickname. too. But, you know, what was it like growing up in East Preston? What's your earliest recollection of having a ball in your hands and just playing basketball?
1: The youngest, I'm pretty sure I was about like five, five years old. I first had started with the ball. Started on the gravel in my yard, my front yard. My dad bought me a little special Price net. Put it on the front, on the front, on the front lawn. <laughs> Started dunking that young, yeah. East Preston, it's a lot of country. Like I'm a, I'm a country boy, so it's, it's kind of different.
0: So when you were a kid and you, and you know, you said your dad got you that Fisher Price net in the gravel driveway, but do you remember? Was it your mom or dad? Because you know, typically you'll hear, oh, it was dad. But how much influence, or how much did your mom and dad kind of impact you when you were first starting out playing ball?
1: I'm not gonna lie, they both took a big part, but my mom. She was the one who really, who really kicked her everything, 'cause she was the more athletic one. She played baseball and all the other sports. And she's the oldest of like, what, four? And she has three brothers, so she was always the top dog. <laughs> she was the one that always beat them. So she always had me doing something, trying to get better in the yard, like, oh, go get some shots up, or you know, go run around, get your cardio going, or whatever. But uh, my mom was definitely probably, she took me to all my games. I played, like, three different sports. I played football, basketball, and baseball at the same time, and she took me to every single one. I'm like, I don't know how she did it, but she took me to every game. Like, she never missed a game at all.
0: I don't want to start a family feud, but, okay, you're in the gym. Your mom and dad are playing one-on-one against each other. Who gets to tell first?
1: <laughs> I'm going to say mom. <laughs> I'm gonna say Bob. I'm not I'm not even I hope they don't even hear this, but yeah, I say Bob.
0: Now I'm sure your dad's gonna hear this yeah. and go, All right, gentry, that's it. I'm hitting the gym, I'm working out. Your mom and I one on one at the end of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. I hope I'm gonna record that. <laughs> that would be great. Maybe uh, yeah. we could do a podcast yeah. on that. Yeah, most definitely obviously basketball now signing your first pro contract you're going to play with the Moncton Magic and the National Basketball League of Canada basketball is your thing but you mentioned playing other sports baseball and football how big of a role did those other sports play in your life when you were a kid I feel like they played a
1: big part of like for everything just staying fit and in shape to be honest I ain't like football at all I hated getting hit like I, I was good at catching, I could run fast, all that stuff, but I hated getting hit. Like no, I was I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. I'd rather hit the people so I play I played defense. I played safety and I I really like doing nothing. I like, I just wanted to, you know, give a little tackle here and there, but I just like catching the ball or I was like I like being quarterback, I like to throw too, but family like third, second straight, but I could throw I could throw really well, but I mean it all they all play parts like baseball. We ran a lot in practice, so that helped with my cardio for ball, for basketball, football. I mean, we did a lot of extra stuff that played a role, too, towards just everything, staying, like, just healthy, eating right, and staying in shape, really, that played a big role in my whole life. Staying active and, and being disciplined with my body and, and keeping up, like, working out when I'm supposed to. And... It's keeping me away from the bad things, I guess you could say.
0: Now, when you mentioned baseball, something that popped in my head was another member of the Moncton Magic from last year. I did a podcast with him, Al Stewart. And Al told me that when he was a kid, he played baseball. And I said, what position did you play, Al? And he said, well, he said, I was kind of the fastest kid on the team, so I kind of played everywhere. What was it like for you playing baseball?
1: Man, it was the same thing, really. I played at like every position almost, but... My favorite positions was pitcher and and first baseman. They had me everywhere. I played back catcher, third, outfield, all like I played everything really.
0: So you'd show up to the ballpark and you'd be like, Coach, where am I playing today?
1: Like I'll pitch for the first three or four innings and then he'll be like, Yo, G go 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 first or he'll be like go over like if we're playing a team that was like hitting, he'll put me in the outfield, like I feel like (laughs) It was, it was it was fun though. I I like I like
0: playing in multiple positions. Basketball, as we know, that became the biggest part of your sporting life for you. When did you start to realize that basketball was going to be your thing? And what about others around you? When did they start to say, you know what, Gentry, I think basketball is where you could make a mark.
1: My first year when I left like the athlete institute, I left and I came back and I was playing like some type of. I was at a game where flag, flag tournament down, down in Nova Scotia, the I don't know if you know about it, but flag tournament used to be popping. But, uh, I played there and they, they're like, Oh, gee, you got way better. Like, I was like, man, I work, I work out every day. So it was probably like grade, grade 10, grade 10. I would say everybody, like people started noticing myself. Like, oh, I don't, I think I can always get better. So that's, that's just me. I'm always higher on myself. I just think I can get better all the time. So, like, I didn't really start seeing stuff for myself until, like, grade 11. But people seeing, like, grade 10 when I left. And I was just like, yo, like, I'm really going to start taking this serious. So, oh, grade 10, grade 11, I would
0: say. What was it like for you? Like, were you always kind of one of the taller kids? Or was it more so, uh-oh, I just had a growth spurt?
1: I was little. I was, like, five six, five seven. 5'7". like, grade 9. And then all of a sudden I just started... I just had a growth spurt, grew up to like six one, and then gradually after that, I just grew up to be like six three, six four or something. Like I, I was not, I was never the tall person until like I'm not even tall now to be honest. I'm just, I'm average <laughs> now. <laughs> but yeah, like I was never the tall person, but I'm kind of tall now.
0: You must have had a whole bunch of clothes that didn't fit you anymore. What'd you do with them all?
1: Man, I have so many clothes. My nephew steals all my clothes. Like he just goes to my closet, and just takes all whatever he wants. And now he's like the swaggiest guy in school now, because <laughs> he has all my clothes. <laughs> he's got a swaggy <laughs> nephew. Yeah,
0: he's, he got the he got my swag. He's he's looking like a young G now. So you have this growth spurt, and you know you're now starting to get to the point where you realize that you have got above-average talent. You're good at what you're doing. Your game's getting better. After Auburn Drive, I know that you went up to Toronto, but what were the kind of the next few years like for you, Gentry? Where did your basketball journey take you, what was your travels like? Where did they take you?
1: After I left here, I went to Toronto. I uh, played at AI. I went the Juco route. I went to Utah. Played in Utah for two years at Snow College, and then I transferred from Snow College and went to California, Riverside, and played two years there. Here now signing my first pro contract four months after I got done school so I can't really complain
0: as you look back over this basketball journey that you've had you know up through grade school and then going to junior college and now to the Moncton Magic who have been some real influences in your life in in this basketball journey whether it's people that you played with other family members coaches or whatever
1: my god brother uh Paul that's he's been my god since day one he's been there for me, uh, for basketball, anything really. And my other, uh, Asher, my other brother, uh, Coach Magley, he, that's my guy. He's he's my coach in high school. He he helped me down big time. A lot of the people at in Athlete Institute, the staff there, they 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 really believed in me, so they gave me the confidence to 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 do what I wanted to do on the court and off the court. They helped me succeed. Um, my mother and father, obviously, and God, you know what I mean? I can't leave him out. He's, he's the number one. My family, really, my family's 100, 100% 100 behind my back. I can't can't take nothing from them. They're always there for me. They'll be at every probably every game you see this year, you're going to see my family. Like, they'll have their own affection. Like, they'll probably <laughs> have signs up there. You watch, I'm telling you. Like, they'll come to every game now. Like, <laughs> now that I get to play home for the first time, I'm not away, like, but watch the crowd! I'm telling you, it's gonna be—it's gonna be a
0: great season. I'm looking forward to meeting your parents, and uh, perhaps during one of the games, maybe I can get your uh, your mom and dad, or at least one of them, on headset with me during halftime, and maybe ask them about this uh, competition, this potential mom dad one on one. Oh, oh, yeah, most definitely, you got to do that. <laughs> oh, trust me, Gentry, yeah, it's, it's awesome. going to happen. I'm not even going to say that, and I want it to be a surprise when, when it happens. They're going to be in shock, watch. Uh, that is going to be a good time for sure. The other really cool thing, Gentry, is a lot of times in the sporting world, there's so many connections that, that athletes can have with other athletes, whether it's by friendship, by playing together, by family connection. Uh, you've got a pretty high-profile NBA connection. What can you tell us about that?
1: That's my cousin. cut my cousin Dylan Brooks. He plays on the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, that's that's my guy. That's my that's my day one guy. We've been through a lot. <laughs> I see him every every now and then. Now he got a busy schedule. He's in the league now. I can't. You know, we FaceTime every every other day, if not every day. But um, yeah, we keep close contact. Yeah, that, that's that's the, my main connection, and, and you know, for that, my family connection anyway, along with a few others. Yeah, that's the main one right there. That's Dylan Brooks. Don't forget the name.
0: What are some of those conversations like when you guys are just hanging out and facetiming? It's usually
1: about like you know family stuff. You know, sometimes we make it business talks. Most definitely, like it's it's usually like me either coming out there or going to Toronto, coming to just hang hang out and like just being in each other's presence. You know what I mean? Like we we just wanna we just wanna hoop. That's what we usually do whenever we meet up. We go hoop. we work out something like it's always just like we just like the quality time you know what i mean so it's usually us just on the phone just chilling talking about everything you know trying to make the best of both situations he's trying to help me out i'm trying to help him out i mean we always talk it's just general stuff family stuff usually
0: and also another connection a little closer to the moncton magic because i talked to coach salerno last week i said you signed Gentry Thomas. I said, as the play-by-play guy now, Coach, I got two Thomases. I got to figure out a way to separate them when I'm doing the broadcast. Maybe I'm going to have to call you by your nickname, Buckets. But what's the connection with you and Terry Thomas? Because I think there's a family connection there as well.
1: Uh, me and Terry are our second cousins. Uh, we've been, I mean, we haven't, because he moved here, like, you know, some odd time and I was already gone. Like I was gone for school so we didn't really get to, you know, see each other all the time. But when we seen each other it was all love and, you know, but now we like hang together every day, we work out, we you know, we're 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 back together because we're now we're home like all the time now. because so, we got some time, this is summertime, you know. But now we're we're really linked up and spending quality time with each other now.
0: Did you guys have the opportunity to play with one another when you were kids, like when you were younger on the playground or just, uh, you know, shooting hoops in the gym, stuff like that?
1: Uh, we played at birds off together. He was in grade 12 when I was in grade 10. Um, we had a dominant team that year. Uh, we went undefeated and uh, we lost in the playoffs, unfortunately, but we, we played together. We had the chance to play one year together.
0: Well, that bodes well for the Moncton Magic to get the uh, the Thomases back together again. Now, I mentioned your nickname, Buckets. Uh, it's on your Instagram, Gentry, Buckets, Thomas. Who gave you the nickname or where did it come from?
1: I said I was on Snow College. That was towards the end of the season when I was trying to get an offer, trying to trying to go D1. I just, second half of the season, I just started getting buckets and somebody came up to me at the end of the game and was like, yo, Buckets, Thomas. And I was just like, What? And they were like, yo, your new nickname is Buckets. I was like, Kim, okay, I'm going to use that one. I'm going to use that one. So I just stuck with it, and I just put it, put it in my little bio. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to keep this one because I, I kind of like that one because I like getting buckets, but I like stopping stopping buckets too, like two-way player, you know, defense and offense.
0: Well, I'm going to talk to you about that in just a second, but I got to tell you, a play-by-play guy likes nothing more than a good nickname and being able to work it into the flow of a broadcast. So listen, Gentry, I can't wait till I get the first call during a game when you hit your first bucket and I can work that nickname in. It's going to be fun.
1: Okay, yeah, that's going to be real fun.
0: (laughs) And listen, if you could make it a three-pointer, it'll be just that much more exciting. So see what you can do for me, will you?
1: I'll see what I can do for you.
0: For maybe fans that aren't familiar with who Gentry Thomas is, you know, the style of play that you have, what can fans of the Moncton Magic expect when they see you out on the floor doing your thing for the Magic?
1: High energy guy, man. Uh, pick up 94 feet if I have to. Like, getting into the lane, lay up dunks, you know what I mean? Shoot a little bit, I can shoot a little bit. I try and be aggressive with everything that I do, so it's just like, on defense, I'm going to play that 110%, like, you're definitely gonna get hundred and ten from me every game. Like that's just me. I'm aggressive. I'm I'm ready to go. I like to get in the open floor. I like to make decisions on the on the fast break. I go attack the attack the rim whenever I can. I have to pick a roll, pick and roll. I like to pick and roll a lot with a a good big man, man. <laughs> you know, pick and roll is deadly. I, I like to shoot threes. I like to get in the paint and try and just try and dominate in the
0: air. What's your mentality when you're going into a game? Do you like to go to the coach and say, hey, "Coach, this guy right here, yeah, I want this guy one on one."
1: Anywhere I played at, I always took the best player. I don't care how good you are. I'm, I'm, yeah. I always, I play defense. I play defense. I'm one of the defensive stoppers. Like, I'm not gonna back down from anybody. I don't, I like taking a challenge. Like, if if the guy scored ten straight and somebody was ta- in someone else's guard, I'm like, yo, I'm taking him. Like, there's no ifs ands or buts. Like. I'm gonna get the stop. Like I'll get the stop. I know I'm gonna get the stop. But yeah, me, I am all about competing. That's that's how that's how I play. Me and Terry are like low key the same because me and him, we we be playing ones every day. We play ones every day. And it's like whoever wins, like if if I win one and we're like, Okay, we're all gonna play one game, we'll be like, nah, nah, nah. We're playing another one, like, not until somebody wins, like, a whole series. So we'll be in the gym all day, but we're just hella competitive. So, you know, that's how I am. I compete. I like competing.
0: We'll go back and talk about your mom for just a second here. Your name, Gentry, one of the first things I noticed about it was the spelling. Because when I first spelled it just myself, I put G-E-N-T-R-Y, and then I went just to double check, and it's T R E Y. Do you because I know you and I talked briefly before we came on to record this, but it was your mom who gave you the name. But did she ever tell you a story or give you a reason why she gave you the name Gentry and, and how she came up with it? This is
1: what she told me. I don't know how true this is, but um, she said that she got it from a gentleman, like uh, she wanted me to be her her gentleman. You know what I mean? Like her little gentleman, like, I don't know how she created, but she said she got it from gentlemen. She wanted me to be, her, to be her little gentleman. And I was like, okay, I'll stick with that. And she actually pronounced, and it's pronounced Gentre. Trey. Like some people call me Trey. Like when I would move to Utah, people call me Trey. Some everybody just calls me G. Like, cause nobody says my name correctly. People be calling me gentry, like gentry. And I'd be like, no, my name is Gentre and I just, like, I just give, I just, I just said, I, I give up. Like, I can't keep correcting people because it's all the time. So I just be like, call me G. It's just easier for everybody to, to say. Just one letter. It's good to go. It's just G.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? Your mom should be very proud that you are living up to the gentleman because I was calling you gentry from the beginning, even when we talked before we came on to record, and you never corrected me. That's a gentleman. You, did, you, you didn't correct me at all. <laughs> so that was very gentlemanly of you. And But from now on, it's either Gentry or G. How's that? Perfect. Or Buckets.
1: Or Buckets. You can call me whatever, one of those three.
0: Oh, man. All I can tell you is from chatting to you, I can't wait to meet your parents. I got the feeling that they're like two of the coolest people. I'm going to really enjoy talking to your mom and dad. I can tell already. Yeah, most definitely you will. Who's the most chatty most, of them, your mom or your dad? Most definitely my mom we're going to do a little bit of rapid fire in just a second, but something else I wanted to ask you when you were a kid growing up, who were a couple of athletes that were kind of your heroes or athletes that you looked up to?
1: I watched a lot of Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. who was uh, Damian Lillard. Those were the main two that I really like watched, watched like Dame, like his coach, the assistant coach of Weber state coached at no college when I was there. And I, like, that's another guy that I, I could say that really supported me, too. Um, but he he was like, you should really watch Dane Lillard and this and that. And I was like, yo like. And by I've been watching him, he just, like, made me, like, really keen in and, like, focus on, like, certain stuff, like, about Dane, like, what he does on the floor. So I started watching, and then, like, my game kind of, like, was shaped. I kind of tried to shape my game around it because I like the way he plays. Like, it's crazy. But him and Kyrie are, like, the two two ones that I really, like, focus, like, I'd be really watching what they do and their moves and stuff, like, just every little, like, detail stuff. But, yeah, those two. All
0: right. Well, uh, I actually didn't uh, think I was going to ask you this, but why not? You're a basketball player. May as well get you to weigh in. It's the question that always seems to be discussed in chat rooms, on podcasts, in articles, in locker rooms. The GOAT, the greatest of all time, in your opinion. And maybe you're Uh, a younger guy, so I know where you might be leaning. But is it LeBron or is it MJ? I don't even want to. I don't
1: even want to go in on that because it's just like it's, <laughs> it's nah. Like I can't even because Michael, I watch. I watch a lot. of my, I'm younger, but I watch a lot of Michael, and he's a bucket. <laughs> but um, LeBron, I mean, he's doing stuff that that nobody else did either. So I mean, I, I'm just gonna keep it. I'm not even gonna answer that question. I'm not even.
0: Not keen on that <laughs>
1: one. I'm just gonna let that one go. <laughs>
0: I like to say greatest of an era. So Michael Jordan certainly was the greatest of his era, and you can't argue LeBron yeah. is the greatest of this era. Does that seem like a fair way to probably settle it? I feel
1: like it is, but it's still not answering the question. Like who's the greatest <laughs> of all time? <laughs> like you can't really say. That's why I said I'm not even answering because it's just like you can't because they both they'll never play against each other. You won't be able to tell who's who, so you just you can't I just leave it at that. Like I don't even say who's better because it's just like nah, like I feel like a one on one game between the two. If Jordan gets the ball first, I don't think he's missing.
0: That's a fair assessment for sure. We're gonna do a little rapid fire. G you set? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. It's game day. Pre game warm ups. You're out on the floor, shooting around. Who you listening to? That's your pump up? That keeps me that keeps me cool, keeps me calm in my zone. All right, food related questions. First, favorite game day meal or what is your game day meal? A pasta. Alright, it's not game day. You can eat whatever you want. You're sitting down in front of the T V watching whatever. What are you eating? What's your snack?
1: I'm from Halifax. You know what I like to eat. Donaires. Come
0: on. Donaire, the official food <laughs> of Halifax Dartmouth. <laughs> Well, this leads, me, this leads me to another one. Where's your, where's your go-to don't air place? I'm on a Tasty Pizza in Dartmouth. The best Donair spot. Listen, we're going to have to send a clip of this to Tasty Pizza, see if we can get you a free don't air for mentioning them on the podcast.
1: There you go. I shouted them out. <laughs> you I heard did. It here first.
0: Are you going old-school-style Donair with the sauce, the onion, and the tomato, or do you like to change it up? I'm going to be 100% honest.
1: I don't even eat vegetables like that, but... um. I only put cheese and sauce on mine.
0: That's not a bad way to go, though, cheese and sauce. Yeah,
1: that's all I, I just keep cheese and sauce and in the, in the pita, and then I just wrap it up. I just I eat the whole doner first, and then I eat the pita last because it's with the, with the sauce on it that's, at the end.
0: I do the same thing. I open it up on a plate. I use a fork or whatever, yep. sometimes yep. my hands, eat all the meat, yep. and the, the pita is almost it's like intense. a plate, and then you eat the plate.
1: Yeah, that's what I do, too. <laughs>
0: All right, we're gonna to have to have a side deal here, G. That sometime during the season, when your folks drive up, see if we can bring get them to bring us each a donaire. That's done. But the thing is, we'll that eat them does. after the game because I don't want you eating donaire before the game and then getting coach mad at me because you ate a donaire pregame.
1: No, I won't. I won't eat that before a game. I'll never eat that before a game. <laughs> Only after.
0: Your mom and dad are gonna to listen to this and go, "Geez, we got to play one on one. We got to come on the broadcast at the halftime. We got to bring you guys donaires. Holy cow!" Uh, We're we're filling your mom and dad's schedule up here. Couple more rapid fire, your favorite show to watch, whether it's Netflix, TV, whatever, but is there a favorite show that you really like to watch just to kind of chill and unwind?
1: I'm gonna say Shameless, 13 Reasons, uh, Marvel, Luke Cage. I watch all the Marvels, to be honest, but uh, I watch those shows, like whenever I got free time, I watch those shows.
0: Who's your favorite Marvel superhero?
1: I have too many, to be honest. I'm not, I'm
0: not even going to answer that. I'm just going to have the next question. You can go to the next question. <laughs> oh, your next question in me. Good job, G. I like <laughs> it. Oh, that is fu- Okay, here's one for you. Last one. Rapid fire. Any athlete, current, past, alive or dead, if you could sit down, hang out with them, have dinner, chat, shoot the breeze, who would it be and why? Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, those two. Those two? What's one question that you want to ask them? how they mentally prepare
1: for like a game yeah how they mentally prepare for a game like how do they get their mind right like what do they what do they see like in their head Like, how the game's going to go and i know when i think I, be, I like, i'm just like a i'm a visual guy so i like my head out like every step how the game's going to go like first quarter like i'll see all that stuff inside my head sometimes it goes it's planned sometimes it doesn't but i wonder how they just break it down in their mind and and if they're able to piece by piece put that put what they see in their head on the can they do it on the do, do it on the court also like I wonder if they just keep that killer mentality the whole way through the game or do they like let up or you know what I mean
0: certainly Michael Jordan and Kobe probably the two of the most cerebral players in the history of the NBA so that would be a good question for sure I should ask you as well before we let you go we've talked about your mom and dad so much what are their names
1: um Sharon and Graham
0: they're gonna have a good time listen you're gonna have a good time Gentry Buckets Thomas, or G, congratulations again on signing your first pro contract, joining the Moncton Magic. We're excited. The fans are excited. And we can't wait to see you on the floor for your first game in the National Basketball League of Canada.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
0: What a pleasure it was to be joined today by Gentry Buckets Thomas. He's the newest member of the Moncton Magic. We can't wait to see him on the court, and it'll be here before you know it. This has been the Magic Time Podcast. I'm Scott Squires. Enjoy your day, and remember, friends, if you can't take part in sport, be a good one anyway. Bye for now.